Wonderful. It's great to be here with you this morning, and um, it's lovely to have a chance to talk about Jesus. I don't know if you love Jesus. You do? That's it. I'm, the older I get, the more I think, actually, in the end of the day, it is about Jesus. Actually, we, we can have all kinds of ideas about religion and religious thoughts and kind of how do we understand the world in which we live. Um, in the end, it is about, about Jesus. I, yeah, age seven, I asked Jesus to be my friend, and age 14, I made the choice that actually I, I, did, I want Jesus to be the Lord of, of everything in my life. Um, and he's the most wonderful person to, to follow and to know, um, uh, to have his life change my life. Um, and so this series we're looking at, I'm, I just love it that we, we're talking about Jesus because in the end it is about him. And as we've been looking through Mark's Gospel, uh, we've, uh, sorry, Matthew's Gospel, we've been looking at different aspects of, of what can we learn about uh, the life of Jesus. And um, uh, this, this morning we're looking at the miracles of Jesus, so Jesus, the, the miracle worker. Uh, and just to find out, what does it mean as we follow Jesus, as we love Jesus, as we look at the descriptions about what he did in the Bible, kind of how does that shape our lives how do we say, Jesus, I want you to be the, the Lord of, of everything? And when it comes to things that I don't quite understand, maybe like miracles, why do they happen? Why don't they happen? Uh, actually, Jesus, I still want to focus on you. The question is not kind of why do you or do you not answer my questions? Why or do, or not, do I not get a miracle? Actually, it's, it's about you, Jesus. And what can we learn this morning about the miracles and life of Jesus? So here's, um, we've only got 10 minutes, so uh, straight into Matthew chapter 8, and uh, I'm just going to read two of the, um, in these two chapters, there's many kind of miraculous stories of uh, people being healed, of people being uh, delivered from evil spirits, of uh, a storm being calmed, uh, of even a dead person being made to, raised to life. But here's two of them at the start of Matthew chapter 8. When Jesus came... Shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, uh, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I, I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to his followers, truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. So what do the miracles of Jesus, uh, what do the miracles tell us about Jesus? Well, I suppose the first thing the miracles tell us about Jesus is that he is someone who has authority. In fact, the, the common people realize that. Actually, they said the, kind of the, the scribes and the Pharisees, they teach like this, but, but Jesus teaches with, with one who has authority. And the, and the thing that marked out that he had authority was the fact that he healed, not just with words, but there was power. In some ways, the miracles of Jesus showed that Jesus was somebody who was extraordinary. He was somebody that had authority to speak to 
a storm. He had authority to speak to a demon. He had authority to speak to sickness. And they had to yield. They had to submit. There was something about Jesus that he has authority in our world. And I'm not sure where you look to for authority. What, what, kind of what is authoritative in your life? But I, actually, I, I think that for, for, for Jesus, the miracle shows that he wasn't just a moral teacher. He wasn't just someone who was trying to start up a, a popular religious movement. Actually, he was somebody who comes with authority. He's somebody who, uh, as, as Matthew tries to reflect on the miracles, he, uh, he refers back to Isaiah. Isaiah 51, it says this, um, uh, this was to fulfill, so all these miracles that Matthew's kind of recording, this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took our infirmities and bore our diseases. Do you know that bit kind of about Jesus? That this servant, actually, what miracles? Actually, the miracles tell that he is the servant, the servant that, that people were expecting, this mysterious kind of person who was going to arrive to be uh, God's emissary, to be uh, God's person, to be the new Israel. Actually, as Matthew saw the gospel, how, uh, the, the miracles, how did he interpret it? Well, he interpreted, actually, this is fulfilling what Isaiah said. When Isaiah said he took our infirmities and bore our diseases, actually, as Jesus preaching the kingdom, actually, that's what's happening. Just a little kind of side discretion uh, for those of you who are theologically interested. Uh, is healing, the miracles of healing, is it in the atonement or is it in the kingdom? I mean, some people say that, that healing is in the atonement, that when Jesus died, that's where we truly look for our healing. But in fact, Matthew here looks at those verses when the kingdom's being preached. And I think that actually healing is something to do with God's kingdom rather than to do with the atonement. The atonement opens up the, the doorway to God, but actually there's something about healing that's not as certain as forgiveness. In the atonement, our sins are forgiven. We turn to Jesus, we believe, uh, 100%, we're going to take communion in a moment, your sins are forgiven. Does it mean that 100% all your sicknesses are healed? Well, I've prayed for lots of things in the past that haven't been healed. Ah, oh, if that doesn't work, does it mean that my saving faith doesn't work? Well, no, because healing, I believe, isn't in the atonement. Actually, healing is in the kingdom. Actually, healing, when Jesus proclaims the kingdom, of course there was miracles, because the nature and character of God was being revealed. And one day, Jesus will return. One day, his kingdom will come eternally. Actually, when he returns, there will be no more pain, no more sickness, no more darkness, no more tears. Number of death, that will be wiped away. Actually, healing is in the kingdom. And we pray your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Atonement opens the way to the kingdom of Jesus. But healing itself, which is why the kingdom is now not yet. Actually, do we see miracles today? Well, we do. Do we see enough miracles? Well, probably not. not. Actually, we'd love to see more, wouldn't we? But there's, there's the kingdom that's now and not yet. The atonement is 100%. If you believe in Jesus, your sins are forgiven. Healing and miracles is something that is signposts. It's pointing towards a different future. It's pointing towards the new future. The new future when Jesus will return. New heaven and new earth. Actually, we'll no longer need miracles because God will be here with us. There'll be healing and provision in his very presence. So as we read those gospel accounts, we see that um, uh, the miracles show that, that Jesus was the, the servant. Actually, a bit later on when a paralyzed man is being healed, it shows that Jesus has authority to forgive sins. Uh, but I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. 
he said to the paralyzed man, get up and uh, take your mat and go home. Actually, what do miracles tell us about Jesus? They tell us he's the son of man. Actually, he is, he is God. When John writes his gospel, he, he says, I, I've, I've chosen, he just chooses seven miracles. I've chosen these seven miracles as signs because I want you to know what? I want you to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Because if you believe that, you will find life, eternal life. And, and miracles, I think they show us that Jesus is the Son of Man, the Son of God. Actually, they show us that God is, that Jesus is divine. He, he does the kind of things that God does. Exodus, I am the God who heals. That's the, one of the defining characteristics of God. So, of course, when God appears in human form in the person of Jesus, healing and miracles is part of what he wants to do. So what difference does it make to us that Jesus is a miracle-working God? What difference does it make to us who say that we love Jesus, we honour Jesus? Well, that first story, I think it said that actually... Actually, Jesus is willing, kind of when that man comes with leprosy, kind of, kind of if, if you're willing, I'm not quite sure, Jesus, for me, is it going to work? I'm not sure, kind of, if you're willing, will you heal me? And Jesus says, I am willing, and he heals. And I think if this morning you've got a need in your life, maybe it's a need that is a physical need for physical healing. Actually, whether it is a miracle, of, it's a financial need, actually a very practical need. And you think, I wonder if Jesus is willing to help me this morning. And the thing that I see time and time again, Jesus moved with compassion, reached out, and saw miracles happen. And I believe as we take communion in a moment, that actually Jesus is here. And if your question is, Jesus, are you willing? He's saying this morning, I am willing. Jesus moved with compassion, touched people. I think we need to know the miraculous touch of Jesus more and more in our lives. And sometimes we're in an unbelieving generation, and sometimes it's quite hard for us in the UK, in the West, because there's such a cynical, materialistic kind of culture in which we've grown up in. But I think we need faith to believe that Jesus wants the best for us. He wants to meet us in our times of pain and times of need. But I suppose just the last thing is the question, uh, when we look at Jesus, are the miracles of Jesus just because he is the Son of God? Does he do miracles just because he is God? Or actually, does he do miracles because he's showing that he is a spirit-filled man? Actually, is he, is he just saying, guys, I'm God? Or is it, as I decided at age 14, to follow Jesus wholeheartedly with my everything, with my all? Do I anticipate that as I follow Jesus... He sets me an example of things that I could be doing too. As a spirit-filled man, as a spirit-filled woman, actually are the miracles of Jesus things that we can anticipate happening in our world? And I think the answer to that is yes. I think Jesus does some things so that you might believe that I'm the son, I've got authority to forgive sins, I'm going to heal this person. But actually some he does because this is what a spirit-filled life looks like. It's a life that welcomes in that eternal kingdom that one day will reign. It welcomes into a broken world here and now. So I'm sure for many of you, you may have seen miracles. How many of you have seen a miracle of, of healing or something in the past? 
I mean, just, just t- two weeks ago, my son, um, he had an ulcer on his eye. I get ulcers in my mouth, which is sore enough, but he had one on his eyeball, um, and, uh, uh, and it was really painful. Uh, he tried to get some ointment and treatment, but uh, uh, two Sundays ago, uh, before the 6.30 service, uh, some friends just gathered around and prayed for him. And, so, and he didn't have a super lot of faith, but as they prayed, that pain just went, and it's still, two weeks later, it's still gone. Uh, and there was a, a supernatural healing. And I believe as we take communion now, that maybe here this morning, there's some supernatural healing for you, physical healing, that God could, those that sore joint, or that thing's been keeping you awake at night. Maybe there's something that, uh, again, you've, you're frightened to go and see the doctor because you're not quite sure what it is, uh, but you'd love to get some prayer for it this morning. Actually, I believe that Jesus fills us all. And our commission for you as you follow Jesus wholeheartedly is, actually, do you have the faith of Jesus? He says at the beginning of chapter 10, after we have these two chapters of miracles, Jesus called the 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and illness. That's your mission, should you choose to accept it. (laughs) To take the Holy Spirit inspired by Jesus to see this world changed. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you that as we read in scriptures kind of, of how you healed and, and, and this morning we want to acknowledge, Jesus, that you are the best person in the whole world to follow, to yield our lives to. As we take communion now, we realize once again that the love that you had to even go as far as the cross the darkness of taking on wrongdoing and sin into your pure, eternal personhood and somehow through that winning life for us. And we say, Jesus, we want to honour you, to follow you, to love you, to acknowledge that you are the God who heals. Even this morning to come to you to find personal healing for our anxious thoughts, for our broken bodies, for our physical needs saying, are you willing? And hearing your voice saying, yes, I am willing. Bless us and encourage us, I pray, and lead us out. Full of your spirit. Amen.